If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Hello and welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Tara Bradner, and today's Hopeful Hints will cover validating your feelings while going through infertility. This week, we will discuss the mental health impact that infertility has. Today's podcast is for those who have ever walked through infertility, whether you're currently going through it or you went through it 10 years ago, or you have never went through it, but you know someone who is. I know this is a broad group, but... I want this to validate what you have went through or you are going through in addition to educate those who have never walked through infertility so they can better understand the mental health toll that this disease truly has. It has taken me a lot of time thinking how to go about presenting this and there's going to be more to come this month including a licensed counselor as a guest to unpack more on this topic. I have an entire episode coming out next week that is strictly for friends and family who have never experienced infertility, but have you as a loved one that has. So I want to begin this week by validating that you are worthy. Infertility is hard and we easily slip into a space of doubting our bodies and slip away from who we were before receiving this diagnosis. I need you to know that your feelings are valid. Infertility does not define who you are. I also want to validate that infertility is a real diagnosis, even though insurance doesn't like to think so. It is not elective. It is not a choice. And unfortunately, treatment is not a choice as cost is a barrier for many. And no, you cannot relax your way through this or insert any other piece of information that may have been given to you or advice that you have unfortunately received. Infertility, in fact, is the fourth leading cause of trauma in women. Yes, trauma. Before we begin with our three hopeful hints, I want to throw in some research. If you are going through infertility, you know that stress, depression, and anxiety are common consequences of this disease. There have been a number of studies that have found that the incidence of depression in those going through infertility treatment is significantly higher than those conceiving naturally without the diagnosis of infertility. Anxiety is significantly higher in infertile couples when compared to the general population. Another study looked at women presenting for IVF and then following failure of IVF and found that women presenting were more depressed and had lower self-esteem and were less confident than a control group of fertile women. And after a failed IVF cycle, they experienced a further lowering of self-esteem and an increase in depression compared to pre-treatment levels. The mental health of infertility is not talked about enough. 
I see you, I hear you, and that is why I felt today this topic needed to be discussed. Keep in mind, this is not just impacting women's emotions. Men are impacted too with their mental health. One study noted that 15% of men said that infertility was the most upsetting experience of their lives. We see you too, men. The good news is that several studies suggested that when couples went through counseling, whether it was individually or together as a couple, and attended support groups, they saw a decrease in stress and mood symptoms and an increase in fertility rates. In a study particularly done by Domer and colleagues of 52 infertile women, a 10-week group behavioral treatment program significantly reduced anxiety, depression, and anger. How wonderful. I was the statistic, and I see this daily from so many patients. It did not go away once I was pregnant, unfortunately. That fear continued well into my second trimester. That constant feeling of anxiety, what ifs, all while trying so hard to remain positive while pregnant was daunting. So today I'm going to walk you through four tips that I have found effective for myself and my patients to move through these roller coaster of emotions. Hopeful hint number one, acknowledge your feelings at hand, whatever they may be. There's a term called emotional avoidance, and this is the action of preventing the occurrence of an uncomfortable emotion such as fear, sadness, shame from occurring. This will only work for a short period of time before it turns into a bigger problem. Unfortunately, this tends to look like alcohol, binge eating, excessive exercising, or other negative behaviors. It becomes this compass that will eventually make us avoid situations, people, events, experiences, or places that bring that negative emotion to mind and cause a trigger to happen. It feels better if we just avoid it and easier to suppress everything altogether. However, the more you avoid, the more exhausted you will become. Your ability to cope with all life experiences, not just infertility, will become harder and your outlook on life will become clouded. You can also become trapped in a cycle of cautious feelings that will occur whenever a certain emotion occurs and you will continue to avoid a certain situation that causes emotions to occur. This will arise at any given time from different situations, not just infertility. Anticipating this emotion can also lead to our mind running wild, causing made-up scenarios, and let the what-ifs begin. The definition of an emotion is a natural, instinctive state of mind derived from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. So in other words, it is an instinctive or intuitive feeling as distinguished from reasoning or knowledge. Therefore, what's actually happening around you will greatly determine how you handle that said emotion. Hopeful hint number two, simply accept the emotion. Literally, sit there, feel it. Icky, I know, hang with me. When you decide to accept emotions as they arise, positive changes will begin to take place almost instantly. The first step is to simply accept it when it appears. And when you do this, accepting the truth of your situation, the first step is to simply accept it when it appears. By doing this, you're allowing yourself to become more familiar with what happens with that emotion when it occurs. 
it will take more energy for you to continue to avoid it. So we need to stop that now. It's time to harness that energy into something that will help you heal. When you accept this emotion, it now loses that destructive power that it once had over you. Boom, take that fear. I know negative emotions do not feel good. This is going to take time. So give yourself some grace and it's not going to be fun. But if you accept the emotion, it will run its course while allowing you to run yours. Hopeful hint number three, know what to do with these emotions when they arrive. Knowing what to do with them is key because you always have a choice in what your action or outcome will be. Emotions are simply pieces of information available to you at that given moment. It does not dictate your action or plans, but rather guides you. Emotions are part of being a messy human, and the sooner we accept that, not avoid them, the better off you will be in dealing with the situation when it arises, because they will arise. Above and beyond infertility, this can be helpful to use. I call these thoughts my monkey brain. I once read an analogy of emotional avoidance, and it made sense to me because I once was a lifeguard. Best high school job ever. So when a swimmer is caught in an undertow, they often panic and begin to swim against the current, exerting all the energy they possibly can. This leads to fatigue, cramping, and possibly even drowning. In order to survive, the swimmer should let go, allow the undertow to take them, and in a matter of a few hundred yards, the current will weaken and the swimmer will be able to reach the shoreline. Pushing against your emotions will lead to dangerous scenarios, but accepting them will allow you to adequately deal with the situation. Hopeful hint number four, do not compare your diagnosis or situation to others. I don't know how many times I've heard well, so-and-so has it worse than me, or it could be worse, or at least I don't have, insert whatever situation. The classic one I hear is comparing all things to cancer. Yes, we all acknowledge that cancer is awful. I have walked this road with my father, but I am not going to compare my infertility trauma to his experience of dealing with cancer trauma. They simply are two different diagnoses, experiences, and we are two different people, so they are not comparable. I must be able to acknowledge that what I went through and what I'm going through also sucks and holds its own load of emotions to walk through. This does not make you less compassionate, selfish, or inconsiderate. It simply is understanding that what you are going through deserves to be acknowledged by you and others as valid. We need to stop this mindset and verbiage of telling people or ourselves what we are going through or our diagnosis is less than or not worthy of sharing or feeling. We are entitled to feel whatever it is we are feeling from our situation. Your feelings are valid. Comparison is a thief of all joy, but it's also the thief of healing and dealing with feelings and emotions. No two stories are alike. Thus, we should not compare our experience to what others are going through. This holds true with infertility. Do not compare your treatment with somebody else's or your situation to them. I recently described my experience with a fellow infertility patient as running the same race, but at a different pace. We're going to keep this conversation going over the next few weeks, including hearing from a licensed infertility counselor and a special guest, a familiar face you may recognize from the infertility community who talks about this topic all the time.
I've included in today's episode a seven-day positive mindset guide to help you through not only infertility, but little tips and things you can use daily. Join us next week for hopeful hints to bring you peace as you walk through your infertility journey. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.